everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Hockey Heads Podcast. I'm Lyle. I'm Joy. And sorry, again, that it took us so long to get an episode out. It's really not um, ideal for us to have to do this, but um, we are just very, very busy. And when we're not busy, we usually, you know, have other things on our mind and really don't want it to be that way. And we really, really hope we can get back into it. Um, but yeah, other than that, let's get into it. We're the Hockey Heads. We talk about hockey. We talk about hockey a lot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Hockey Hits Podcast. I'm Lyle. I'm Julian. And let's get started with the trade deadline recap with Julian. All right, so I've got um, a good amount of trades from uh, this year's trade deadline, I um, 23 to be exact. I'm going to list them um, in a, um, from, like, less impact and, like, less of big trade to really big trades. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start off with a trade involving the Chicago Blackhawks and the Vancouver Canucks, where Chicago got a 2021, uh, fourth round pick and Vancouver got a 2021 fifth round pick and Madison Bowie. I think Vancouver wins that trade because a fourth and a fifth isn't a big difference. Plus they got an NHL ready defenseman and a number 22, I put um, a trade with the New Jersey Devils and the Washington Capitals. The New Jersey Devils got a defenseman, um, Jonas Siegenthaler, and they gave up a 2021 third to Washington. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know why the Devils needed another defenseman. Yeah, I'm going to say Washington wins that one. Yeah, a third for... um, Someone that they didn't really need bringing in new defensemen, the Washington Capitals, this year. Yeah, but anyway, um, number 21, I put Colorado uh, acquiring Carl Soderberg, the big uh, forward that um, actually was in Colorado uh, before this trade. He was in Chicago, but before that was in Colorado. He gets traded back for... Um, Ryder Rolston, both forwards these are, Ryder Rolston and Josh Dickinson. So I think that Colorado gets pretty good forward for people that I haven't heard of, but let's see if they pan out and even go to the NHL maybe. So at number 20, I put um, Colorado getting Patrick Nemeth and Detroit getting a 2022 fourth-round pick. And Colorado, um, Soderbergh is another one of these players Colorado um, at got, got two players um, that were already on their team before. It was like ne- Nemeth left Colorado to go to Detroit, and now he's back. And at number 19, I put a surprising trade that everyone was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. like this came out of nowhere. It was Adam Galdet to the Chicago Blackhawks for Matthew Highmore. Two younger players that have never really came into the top six yet, but they had the potential to, and they're just, like, doing a quick swap, but um, I don't know if either team sees something. I'm wondering if, um, I'm wondering what GM kind of, uh, kind of proposed this trade, because both are in a similar position 
fighting for a playoff spot. Um, the odds are against them, but they just do this uh, little quick swap of uh, bottom six forwards. And at number 18, I put Toronto, uh, t the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Riley Nash for a 2022 seventh round pick. Now, Nash is one of the uh, gritty forwards that the Maple Leafs got this trade deadline. I'll talk about another one later. But they got him for not really much, just a seventh-round pick, not even this year's draft. So I think that's a pretty good trade for Toronto. And at number 17, I put another very surprising trade. Michael Rothel goes to the Washington Capitals for a 2021 fifth-round pick. That I was, yeah. do not like that at all. Um, I'm really not a huge fan of that trade because I know what Raffle can do, and I think that he, maybe it's just me being biased, maybe, but I don't think it is because I think that Michael Raffle is worth more than a fifth-round pick. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like um, he he was uh. He, I, I, and I didn't hear him like any talks about him being traded at all. And, and it's not like he's even like a newer addition to the Flyers. He's been around almost as long as like Drew. Yeah, and another, um, this this next trade is a um another trade um involving Philadelphia. I think it was the only two trades they made in the trade deadline, and that was uh Philadelphia. Acquiring a 2022 seventh round pick for um, Eric Gustafson. That one I'm much more happy about because I was not a huge fan of Gustafson. Yeah, I mean, and um, Gustafson. I since um, we watch the Flyers so much, I noticed Gustafson. He wasn't very good in his defensive zone. Made a lot of bad turnovers, and um, didn't um, generate offense. I think quite as much as they were hoping for. So, yeah, uh, Philadelphia trades him, but they do um, retain 50% of his salary. So, yeah, at number 15, I put um, Anaheim acquiring Hayden Fleury, a uh, defenseman uh, who used to be for the Carolina Hurricanes, was never really that good, had a bad, he's having a bad season. And another um, defenseman who has kind of been, not not anybody that, like, has been, um, Extremely good, uh, Yanni Hackenpot, and a twenty twenty two sixth. So I I think that that's another trade that like could go either way. And at number fourteen, I put the Edmonton Oilers acquiring Dmitry Kulikov, and the New Jersey Devils getting a twenty twenty one fourth round pick. Kulikov has been around the NHL for a while. I think it's a pretty good uh, pickup, and also. It will be a third-round pick for the Devils if Edmondson win a playoff round. And at number 13, I put Colorado acquiring Devin Dubnik for Greg Pattern and a 2021 fifth-round pick from yeah. San Jose. Yeah, I was always a huge fan. I always loved Devin Dubnik's uh, play style and everything when he was on the wild for that long period of time. Um, but then after he got to San Jose, I didn't really follow him as much, and I don't even think he did as well over there that he did at, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was a huge fan of him, and I know that if he gets to the right team, he can really, he can be a really, really good goalie. Yeah, I, I don't think he's, um, that good of a goalie, though. I mean, it's, he's, like, one of those who can, like, 
can be really good, but then he could be pretty bad too. I mean, it, it's some goals. He, he looks like he doesn't even put effort into saving it. Are I mean, you talking about when he was on Minnesota or when he was on... Well, I just watched... Well, I'm, I'm just saying that um, I... Well, I watched a Avalanche Blues game, and that's kind of what I saw from him. But yeah, Wild, well, he was good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was a huge fan of him when he was on the Wild, but now not so much because I just don't see, you know, the same play style or, you know, play in general as he did on the Wild. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, talking about goalies, the next trade is involving another goalie, and this is Toronto acquiring David Riddick. And Calgary acquiring a 2022 third from Toronto. And um, it's uh, Calgary retained 50% of his salary. And Toronto have been having a tough year with their goalies. Freddie Anderson hasn't been doing too well. Jack Campbell went on that amazing winning streak. But, uh, you know, with Michael Hutchinson in the mix and some younger guys, I think it's kind of like a mad scramble there. And I don't know. Um, I don't know how to feel about uh, David the David Rick um, requirement, but we'll see. And at number eleven, I put um, Boston Bruins acquiring Mike Riley from the Ottawa Senators for a twenty twenty two third round pick. And I think that, um, of course, I'm a Bruins fan. I think that that was a good trade. I feel like um, he's contributed well. Um, for the Boston Bruins, and I'm hoping that he could really help with the playoff push. And um, at number 10, I put the Florida Panthers acquiring Sam Bennett from the Calgary Flames for a 2022 second-round pick and um, forward Emil Heineman. And uh, Florida, they, uh, well, uh, let's just start with Calgary. They drafted... Sam Bennett, and he never really panned out. He was, he was never what they're hoping for. They drafted him really high, um, but he he never played um, to his expectations, and he's finally been dealt to a new team. And let's see if he can contribute better um, in Florida than he did Calgary. And at number nine is another trade involving Florida, and this time with Chicago. Chicago gets Brett Connolly, Riley Stillman. Henrik Borgstrom, a 2021 seventh-round pick, and Florida gets Lucas Carlson and um, Lucas Walmark. And for Chicago, they might have won that trade. They get Brett Connolly, a pretty good player, Stelman, Borgstrom, and a seventh. But for Florida, it might be a win-win because that was a cap dump for Florida. Get yeah. cap space to get better players. And um, so now they can just get rid of Brett Connolly's contract. So that's, I feel like that's a win-win, a strategic move by Florida, and I think it'll work, actually. And at number eight is a three-team trade. And um, this one is involving Vegas, San Jose, and Chicago. So the Vegas Golden Knights get um, Matthias Yarnmark. Yanmark. I always called him Yarnmark, but he's really Yanmark. You called him Yarnmark? I, I always thought there was an R in there. I, I knew it was Yanmark for that name. I know some names I get mixed up a lot, but, you know, like, how it's pronounced. But that one, I, I think I knew was Yanmark. Yeah, and um, anyway, that's 75% of his salary retained. 
because um, in the three-way trade, I'm pretty sure San Jose um, retained 25%, while Chicago, the third team in this trade, um, um, retained uh, 50%. And Ve Vegas also got Nick Desimone and a 2022 fifth-round pick, while Chicago got a 2021 second-rounder and a 2022 third-rounder. And San Jose got a 2022 fifth-round pick. And at number seven is another Florida trade. And this time, it's involving the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres got rid of defenseman Brandon Montour and got a 2021 fifth out of it. And at number six, I put Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Nick Foligno. And his salary is 75% retained. And they also get forward Stephen Nason. And um, Columbus gets a 2021 first-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick. And San Jose gets a 2021 fourth-round pick for um, dealing Stephen Nason. And at number five, I put Jeff Carter, longtime L.A. King, going to the Pittsburgh Penguins with 50% of his salary retained. For, and Los Angeles getting a 2022 third and a 2023 fourth round pick. And um, that now he's been on um, both sides of the Battle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, he's also scored a goal there. So let's see, let's see how he does in his new team. And at number four, I put Tampa Bay acquiring David Savard and in... In this three-way trade, yet again, 75% of his salary is retained. And they also got defenseman Brian Lashoff from Detroit. And Detroit got a 2021 fourth-round pick for that. And Columbus, stacking up this year's first-round picks, they also got a 2021 first and a 2022 third. And the next trade is a big one. It was also one of the earlier ones where um, the New York Islanders acquire Travis Zajac, long-time um, devil. I think he was the um, longest. He was he was on the Devils the longest before he got traded. Then it was Damon Severson currently. And also Kyle Palmieri, the bigger one that was most likely going to be trade, traded. And the New Jersey Devils got a... 2021 first, a 2022 fourth round pick, AJ Greer and Mason Jobst. Jost. I don't know. It's a probably Jost. Yeah. A silent B. And at number two, I put Boston acquiring Taylor Hall with 50% of his salary retained and Curtis Lazar for a 2021 second round pick and Anders Bjork. So, um, I feel like that was a good trade for Boston. We'll see if the 2021 second, uh, will, will be good and time will tell with Bjork too. But, um, the new guys on Boston has, have been performing, um, very well as of lately. And I hope that they continue that during the playoffs. That is if the Bruins get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And at number one, I put the Washington Capitals acquiring Anthony Mantha, and Detroit acquires a first-round pick, a second-round pick, Jacob Vrana, and Richard Ponick. That was just 
a yeah. steal for the Red Wings. Very, very stacked trade, and like it was one one single player for two picks and two players. Yeah, and um, Mantha, he's been doing phenomenal with the Washington Capitals. Um, he might do it consistently and make this trade a little better, but Jacob Vron already has a four-goal game with them, and he and the first and second round pick, if uh, Steve Weiserman um, gets those picks like he gets this trade, then it's probably going to be... Some really good players, and Richard Ponick, a bottom six forward, pretty good with a PK and pretty skillful player. So, let thank you, Julian, for doing that trade deadline recap. Um, now let's move on to the news. Uh, a big one is Connor McDavid fined for five thousand dollars for elbowing Jespery Cut. I can do this. Kotkaniemi. Kotkaniemi. Yeah, Kotkaniemi. And um. Of course, the NHL, they're not going to put a suspension on their golden boy. So, you know, $5,000, sure. Columbus Blue Jackets' Boone Jenner is out for the season with a broken finger. The CHL has canceled the Memorial Cup, which is a very, very, very big tournament in um, the hockey world. And the CHL has canceled it, which is, um, you know, it's not, not a great thing. And in addition to that... The OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League? Yes. The Ontario Hockey League will not have a season after delaying it, postponing it, everything. They just, they're not even going to try again. They just can't have a season. Uh, Jack Eichel, the only player that, um, you know, could be considered a leader on this uh, failing Sabres team, is now done for the season with a herinated disc in his neck and it said that he will not return until 2021 and maybe or you know next season 2021 and maybe not even until 2022 that's some bad news that is terrible news for the blue i mean the sorry buffalo sabers another failing team yeah both of them are not not good at all um and you'll see why later uh, some bad news for Dallas is both Ben Bishop and Ale- Ale- Alexander Radulov are out for the season. Uh, Andrew Shaw, ha- uh, like NHL veteran Andrew Shaw, has announced the end of his career after suffering several concussions. I believe it's somewhat like Brett Searwick where he's not officially retiring. He's just, you know, announcing the end of his career. I think he might still have a contract going, right? Yeah. And then... Um, this one's a big one. The NB or the NHL has a two-platform package for uh, who can stream their national broadcast games. Uh, so, like you know, other like individual broadcasts, like um, let's see, like NBC Sports, their different stations, like you know Washington, Philadelphia, NESN for uh, the Bruins, and like Fox for some of the Western teams. Uh, they can all have their own channels, but for the N- for the NHL, um, like, national games, uh, there is only two uh, stations that will be allowed, and NBC is officially out of the race, so no more Wednesday night hockey on there, NHL on NBC. That's sad to see for the national broadcast, because that was, you know, is really the mainstay for national games, and um, 
the NHL secondary broadcaster is rumored to be TNT, which you don't really hear of that often, mm-hmm. especially for sports. But um, as we know a bit earlier, NHL signed a very, very high money deal with ESPN for them to be their primary, which is big news because ESPN is not, you know, they're not known for hockey, for hockey talk and, you know, hockey, except for NHL on ice, which did get canceled anyway. <laughs> so, um, and then also, Yunaz Corpusala will miss the remainder of the season with a lower body injury. And I mean... Can it get any worse for the Blue Jackets? Yeah, but um, at least that um, I think that Elvis Merzlikens, um, even though he had a stellar performance last season, um, I think that Yunus Kuprasalo is their number one. But I mean, um, they're not really playing for anything right now. Yeah. And I just want to say that making a five thousand fine, five thousand dollar fine on Connor McDavid is kind of just like taking a handful of sand from a beach. It's like, it yeah. doesn't make a difference at all. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, highest pay- played, paid player in the league. So, like, you know, $5,000 isn't going to do anything to him. And the NHL knows that because he is their golden boy. They would not bring him out of a game because he probably brings in, you know, thousands of views just to watch him. Yeah. Um. Next up, let's go to the standings, and we will do our top ten teams and their records of this past however long it's been since our last episode. We would usually say a week, but we know it's been definitely more than a week. So uh, here we go with the number ten team being the New York Islanders with a 29-15-5 record. Number nine, Toronto with a 30-13-5 record. Uh, at number eight is Minnesota with a 31, 13, and three record. Maybe they're doing better without Devin Dubnik. But uh, at number seven is Colorado with a 31, 11, and four record. Number six is Pittsburgh with a 32, 15, and three record. Number five, Washington with a 32, 13, and four record. Number four, Tampa Bay. What a surprise! With a 33, 14, and two record. This one is an actual surprise. You know, this whole season they have been a very big surprise. But, you know, after all of the years that they've had in the past, I feel like we a breakthrough year had to be coming soon. Um, and it's Florida with a 32-14-5 record. And number two is Vegas with a 34-11-2 and two record. And number one, the Carolina Hurricanes with a 32-10-7 record. They, I think that's their first time at the top this season, yeah. um, is that for this, ep- for, you know, our episode-wise. But, uh, yeah, those are the standings. Carolina on top and Vegas trailing very close behind. Uh, now let's move on to the top ten players. So at number 10, I have goaltender Ilya Sorokin for the New York Islanders. He continues to do well in goal for them with um, a record of 12-6-1, a goals against average of 2.19, and a save percentage of .918. And at number 9, I have Nathan McKinnon, who has just been on fire lately. He's third in points with 60. He's tied for fifth in assists with 41. And um, at number eight, I have his teammate, Miko Rantanen. He's tied for 12th in points with 52. And he's tied for second in goals with 26. Oh, sorry. No, he's tied for third in goals with 26. 
And at number seven, I have Brad Marchand, who's um tied for sixth in points with 58, and he's tied for third in point in goals with 26. And at number six, I have Mitch Marner. He is fourth in points with 59, and he's fourth in assists with 42. And number five, I have Patrick Kane. He's tied for third in points with 60, and he's second in assists with 45. And I have another goalie at number four, um, Philip Grubauer. He is 25, 8, and 1. He has he's played 34 of the 46 Avalanche games. He has a goals against average of 2 and a save percentage of .920. And at number 3, I have Austin Matthews. He's first in goals by 6 with 34, his number. Mm-hmm. And um, he's tied for 5th in points with 58. And at number two, I have Leandre Seidel, mm-hmm. second in points with 66. He's tied for second in assists with 43 and tied for seventh in goals with 23. And who is at first, as always? Connor McDavid. He is um, first in points by 15 with 81. He's second in goals with 28, and he's first in assists with 53. He is just always at the top up there with Dreisaitl. He will mm-hmm. never leave. All right, before we finish off this episode of the Hockey It's Podcast, we would like to go into who has been eliminated scientifically from the contention of the NHL playoffs and who has clinched. Let's start off with who has clinched. With the Vegas Golden Knights have clinched, the Colorado Avalanche, Minnesota Wild have clinched the playoffs, Carolina Hurricanes, Florida Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Those are our clinches so far. Now let's go to the eliminated. Starting off with, oh, what a surprise, Buffalo has been eliminated. Uh, Next up is the New Jersey Devils have also been eliminated, in addition to the Columbus Blue Jackets and another year of Detroit. And I also wanted to say, um, in the however many years Vegas has been been in the league, they have always been in the playoffs. So, good on you, Vegas. Even though last year was kind of you know, a given, unless you were terrible. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a given year. Um, but anyways, that is the that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Hockey It's Podcast. I'm Lyle. I'm Julian. <laughs> we kind of reversed right there. <laughs> But anyways, I'm Lyle. I'm Julian. And we also wanted to congratulate Patrick Marlowe on passing the uh, all-time record for games played in the NHL, which is he passed Gordie Howe about a week ago or so, and uh, he passed Gordie Howe in games played, which means he has played the most NHL games ever. I mean, that is just crazy, and... um. There's a lot more players at, like, um, numbers, at, like, higher numbers, like, top ten that are still active. Yeah. Like, Chara, I think Thornton's one of them. Like, that's, um, that's pretty impressive that these guys are now, um, just at that good to play over 1,750 mm-hmm. games. And it's not like they're just, like, you know, in the AHL. Those are NHL games showing that they are, you know... NHL players doing this. They're NHL quality players for eighteen for 
eight, 17 and seven, uh, 1,750 plus games. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Anyways, we'll see you guys in the next one. See ya. See ya. See ya. We reversed again. We're the hockey heads. We talk about hockey. We talk about hockey a lot.